If you find value in our show and want to help us produce more awesomeness, there are several ways to do so. Go to anchor.fm slash pvotn and help us monetarily and send us a message. We would love to hear from you. Or you can find us at Patreon at patreon.com slash pvotn fandemic. That's capital P-V-O-T-N, lowercase f-a-n-d-e-m-i-c, where levels of awesomeness awaits and a chance to be part of the show. If you can't help monetarily, no biggie. Share the awesomeness on your socials. And don't forget to leave a review. Alright, let's get on with the show. Let's do it. Get your earphones in, everybody, and everybody hear us out. We are Rob Uten and Brian Dennis. And this is P-B-O-T-N. We've got my dad leveling up your awesomeness. Dropping knowledge of TV, movies, and comics. We've got Brian Dennis flexing his nerd muscles. How you level up your awesomeness? He will solve the puzzle. Just when you thought you've heard it all, a new episode will come along. Won't you like, subscribe, and rate our show? One last thing. Leave a five-star review before you go. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Prevenge of the Nerds. This is a podcast about the stories that could have led to your favorite movies, TV shows, and so much more. I'm Bradley Butin, and this is my esteemed co-host, Brian S. Dennis, with the S stands for Cal L. <laughs> All right, I, I, I uh, we'll find out where that where that plays in. <laughs> they they uh, always have a meaning, sir. They always have a meaning. There, you know, like I, there's been a lot of Superman hate in my life for the last few days, so it's just <laughs> that's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we will be your guides on this quest to level up your awesomeness. We will nerd out, we will get sidetracked, and we will have a great time doing it. So this is how the show is going to go. First, we're going to cover our topic of the week. We'll discuss, theorize, give our two cents worth, and a penny for our thoughts. Then we will have our own topic to cover. We're going to do a pitch topic, and we're going to do a tad. That tad is that think about this. Brian likes to do the riddles. Well, I got something else planned for him today. Oh, Bradley. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good, man. I like it. Thank you. you. Thank you. Joker, thank you. We can do a whole you. Joker episode. Man, so, um, but first. Yes. Brian, yes. What is the difference between League of Assassins and the League of Shadows? Wow. I don't know. I, 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 I really mean, don't know. Part of me thinks one's libertarian and one isn't. But um, I think beyond that, uh, <laughs> one believes in the flat tax. Um, <laughs> and the flat know, is when they're dead. <laughs> yes, done. Um, okay, so yeah, it is one of those. That's a great question. I never really. I mean, they're they're both. You know, they both play into so many things. But yeah, there's never really been a why are you in one 
versus the other. Yeah. But yeah, you have the League of Assassins in the League of Shadows, but the League of Shadows are nothing but assassins, and the League of Assassins operates strictly in the shadows. So I yeah. feel like the, I, maybe they're two different unions. Um, and you don't want to play dudes at both. Uh, right. You know, I mean, maybe I mean it could be a, a thing there, but that's a great, great question. Uh, yeah. I've always wondered how can you be a member of the of the league and the Justice Society at the same time? Like, do you, or can you only pick? Um, I mean, I think the way that DC Comics retcon that is is there is sure. no current Justice Society. Yeah, true story. Yeah, and, and that they also retcon that Superman and Batman weren't the founders. Right. You know. <sighs> But um, yeah. yeah, so like I, 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 I should probably do a little bit of research on that before I do that. But um, no, that that is a great. Now you got me puzzling. Like I, gotta, I wonder is, if is it is it is the League of Assassins when Talia breaks off from Ra's al Ghul and kind of starts her own thing? Does that? I don't know. It was one of those things that you know you canon versus. Uh, how we view it um, can sometimes be different. While you're doing that, Brad, I do gotta say. So I was listening. I was re-listening to a couple of our episodes, and you, there's there's a been a couple that you said something, and it just went totally over my head in a joke, and I that I I didn't catch until I'm re-listening. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I sound like an idiot. Okay, <laughs> so I have I I got it now. So the uh, League of Shadows and the League of Assassins have have now. Because they were too different, uh-huh. but they have now been retconned to be the same thing mm. that the name was just updated. So the more common name of both groups, because also apparently there was a this is it, in reality it has been different different writers playing with the name and not yeah. being uh, consistent. So you've had basically you had at any point in time based on all come reading you had a League of Assassins, a League of Shadows, and a Society. Of shadows, Ooh, uh, all SOS. Who, all yes, all who were led by Raz or Talia Ghul, depending on the story. At which point, um, uh, however, uh, they have finally retconned to go with a consistent. Now, parents came up from DC that the name that they will use for the group will consistently be the League of Assassins. Okay, I actually like the Society of Shadows. <laughs> That's a really it, cool name. It, it is a really cool name. And it, it sounds like almost like, because one of the great things I like in Marvel is the Hellfire Club, right? Because, yes. it, it, A, that's just a cool name. Right. But then secondarily, it had just this all aura of just being very, pro- I mean, don't get me wrong, they, they were, mm-hmm. they could, they could mess you up. But at the same time, it was just, there was like, there was a, there was an air of, of, of aristocracy and order. You know, it just wasn't all yeah. chaotic or even checkmate, you know, where everyone mm-hmm. has kind of a role. So mm-hmm. Society of Shadows just seems like maybe Roz would have like this whole Illuminati thing versus basically just having people to run around stabbing people. So, um, yeah, I mean, that. but great question. So we, so you heard it here first. On the uh, the Prevent of the Nerd podcast, the official ongoing name of the Razagul League of Badassery is not the Society of Shadows that we would like, and not even the League of Shadows. I think but the League of, of Assassins. I'm pretty sure League of Badassery will probably end up being the title of the episode. There you go. The by the way, what's the difference between a society and a league? Both from the uh, the League of Shadows, Society of Shadows, also the Justice League versus the Justice Society. 
how does what what is the difference in a league hmm. about we'll put it to the audience if you know yeah. the difference what makes something a league versus a society so, um yeah do you like the justice society or the justice league better i like justice society better i do Me too there's Me a throwbackish too. to it um it seems more organized the league just well and i get i think that's why they wait maybe well just society was first but um i yeah. think with the league um it's i think they try and make it where similar different from the society different or jsa they never called society different from the jsa or even from the mm-hmm. titans that they that the, the league is just a team like it's a it's a group of people that honestly that's come together when there's something too big for them to handle individually yeah. so the camaraderie different people kind of play with that a little bit but overall it has less camaraderie than the jsa or the titans um so, so yeah uh, so to follow up on that and i know what sure. i think here but i i like for one i like the justice society without batman superman i yeah. would also like the justice league without superman or batman or yeah. just one or the other i don't think because i yeah. really don't think I mean, I know why the comics do it because Batman sells books, you know. So sure, of course, you gotta put Batman in almost everything, you know. Sure, um, but like I think the Justice League, there should be very little Batman, there should be very, very little Superman. Well, that, everything else that actually leads into something that Marvel did. So again, now in the movie, so if you're familiar with the Avengers from the movies, we have the Avengers, right? And yeah. you have Cap, and you have Iron Man, and you have all the different people. By the way, uh, uh, the only one of those who is actually a founder mm. of the actual Avengers group is uh, Iron Man. Cap came much later. Yeah. Um, but so there was, so if, if anyone cares, that, well, Bradley, let me test your acumen, yes. sir, without Google. Who are the original members of the Avengers? Well, it was founded by uh, Hank Pym. Yep. It was, so Hank Pym and, and, and Janet. We're, yep. we're the founding members of the Avengers. Yep. Uh, it was uh, it was them, Iron Man. Yep. Um, Na- Namor. Yes. Namor yeah. and one more. Uh, and join great. Yes, Hulk. Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. Follow up question. Bonus point. Name the original X Men. Original X Men. So you have Iceman. Yes. Bobby Drake. You have um, Angel before he yep. became the devil. Yep. You have Cyclops, which is yep. the best Cyclops. Yes. Original. You have Marvel Girl, yes. not Jean Grey. Yes. And you have Beast. Yes. And you have the non-furry, big-footed Beast. Yes. And back then, Beast Power, which I thought thought which may be so uh, sympathetic and again we know the x-men have yet to debut uh but one of the great things that beast was they never had as far as a character was that when he used his powers he actually lost intelligence that is actually Ooh. how he became the furry beast nice was he actually had to it was a side effect he actually forced his powers to evolve which caused him to have the blue fur um uh because then the, the more he uses powers the less the less intelligent he became but yes mm-hmm. so i said all that just to point out neither the avengers nor uh x-men that'll stay completely true to canon so here's where this yeah. ties into the jsa J- uh, league thing with superman and batman yeah 
in yeah. the comics, and I'll be quick, in the no. comics, because they had huge personalities with Captain America and Iron Man, and they also had more of a uh, uh, tempestuous relationship, they actually had two Avengers teams. So you had an East Coast and a West Coast, so they called them the yes. East Coast and the Wackos. One yep. was Cap, one was led by Iron Man, and then and eventually both were no longer Avengers, because they went and did other things, but that was the idea of it, is that these two would dominate the stories. You have them both on the team at the same time, and they would fight over leadership, mm-hmm. as they would in reality. These are real people. So yeah. I agree with you. Uh, JSA, I, excuse me, Justice League of America, the JLA. Uh, and I noticed now they, they try very hard to go league or Justice League and leave out the America part. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but the idea of it is, I, I totally agree with you that the league would be much stronger, I think, if Batman and Superman, because they you would only call Superman in when you really need the biggest of the big guns. Yeah. And Batman would only show up when he felt it was absolutely necessary. So yeah. yeah. I would prefer like uh Nightwing in yeah. and you don't really see Nightwing in a lot. And okay, I mean let's be real. I'm I'd prefer Nightwing in everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but I think I like Nightwing as a Justice Leaguer. And I think that you could, because you, you could get a Batman part in all of that. Sure. You know, with Nightwing and the different, and the different people in the Bat family. Um, but I mean, I think Dick Grayson is is the best choice to lead. Just see, and I was going to go Green Arrow. I could see Oliver Queen because I mean, of the money. Well, another one that you'd be a big fan of. Right. I see Oliver Queen being, being you know, because yeah. you know, uh, Dick is going to constantly be pulled. Wow, that was a misnomer. Uh, <laughs> Do. Uh, <laughs> Richard Grayson will always be asked to uh, uh, go help out Batman. Wow, that was a Freudian slip. Um, yeah. <laughs> help out Batman. Uh, I can see Wonder Woman be pretty much the same thing as Superman. You only bring in when absolutely necessary. So yeah. the ongoing league, I think you would need a benefactor like Oliver Queen with the money, also with so- a social consciousness to kind of monitor to make sure the league was not like really taken over by a government. So I can see Ollie Queen really mm-hmm. being there, if not the leader, Dick Grayson really is the leader, having uh-huh. Ollie there just as maybe an advisor. Kind of the, the counterpoint mm-hmm. to what Batman will probably be. Dick uh, as Batman's uh, protege, what he would think. I I like that. I, that would I would buy that book. I would yeah. buy that. I would buy yeah. that where where there's a co team between and that. And right. I, just, I would love to see Nightwing and Green Arrow work mm-hmm. together because I can't think of any any storylines where yeah they, they don't really have do. they, I don't think they've ran in each other. It's really been being really focused on the two of them. Like I said, yeah. If you have those big battles where everybody shows up, sure, I'm sure there's a panel where right. they're both in there. Versus really being focused on their relationship. Because you wouldn't have, and we can wrap on this, I'll just keep talking about it all night, but yeah. you wouldn't have Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, or honestly, I think Green Lantern yeah. as, on, as being there every single day, right? Right. Versus, okay, this is really that extinction level event. We got to bring in the big guns. Mm. Versus I could see Nightwing, Green Arrow, uh, almost called him Speed, uh, uh, Flash, Static Shock, Mister Terrific, Hawkman, yeah. You know the, that group, Plastic Man, uh, and give us Plastic Man and not Elongated Man. Elongated Man just sounds like too too much of Viagra. This is not a good look. Um, <laughs> right, but yeah. I really think it would be a great idea just to have that core team 
that yeah. okay, now we need to bring in the big guns. Well, in in or like even like like Mr. Terrific. I mean, like he would be yeah. an amazing and because you been have chairman of the JSA, yeah. Right, man. Well, yeah, you know what? You're right. I like him, I like him running the running things JSA better, but but like you could bring in uh, like all the milestone characters, you know, yep. um Rocket and an icon. Yes. Icon is a character that what are they doing? They need to do something with and like I like Milestone as its own thing, but it, but it, sure. it also needs to be part of the DC, be yep. part of the DC universe because just because they're such good characters. Right. And, and Static Shock is so it's so hard to not bring in uh, yes. Rocket and yep. Icon and what is yes. the what is the uh, Vox. Um, yes, thank you. Yes, yep, that's what I was th- trying to think of. But mm-hmm. I have so many good characters. So, with all that being said, Brian, all right, what are we talking about? Yes, we've been going for a little bit and not talked about today's topic. So, our topic of the week again, finishing out, I believe this will be our final recording in the month of March, as we call it Bat March. Um, uh, this will be our final recording in the month of March. So, throughout the month of March, we related things to the Batman. Um, and by the way, if you've heard, going back on our, our, our war report for two seconds, so what if Batman was, what if the Batman was a Spartan? Okay. All right. I'll, I'll keep going. Okay. He anyway, probably so, was when he was going back for Battle of the Cow. <laughs> right. So with that, what we're going to do this week is that we're going to talk about uh, who are some of Batman's uh, most dangerous villains. However, Brad and I both agree that Joker would be number one. There's pretty much Joker and everyone else. So we're going to talk about Batman's best villains other than the Joker. And as always, we don't discuss our countdowns and we'll just see if we land anywhere uh, on the same with our list. All right. I think uh, you went first last time. And so I think I it's did. It's my turn. So, yes, sir. And when you're talking, Batman has one of the best rogues galleries out there. So, I mean, I'm just going to, my, my honorable mentions, I'm just going to mention a couple of them and the reason why they didn't make it that high up there. All right. Um, your normal Scarecrow, um, Penguin, uh, Mr. Freeze, Killer Croc, and Clayface. Great villains. I, I wish they would do, I, I would do something with, I really think that they're underrated. And I mm-hmm. think like, especially like Penguin is going to change because of the movie and everything like that. Um, Deathstroke, they've kind of turned more into an anti-hero yep. than a Batman villain, which yes. I'm okay with because if you've read uh, Christopher Priest's run on Deathstroke, it's it's some of the best comics you'll ever read in your life. 100% go buy it. Buy it um, digitally. Buy it um, buy it by physical. Buy the, buy, buy the trades. Uh, Brian, I'll, I'll have to let you borrow it because it is just fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, also, uh, the other ones that didn't make my top five uh, was um, the 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 women in Batman's life, Catwoman, because you can't really call her a villain anymore. That's Batman's pretty much. That's that's his. That's that's Batman's that's boo. Yeah, yeah. That's his boo. That's his, that's his bad boo. Yeah. <laughs> right uh same way with poison ivy they don't they underrated yes they don't give her anything to do uh Mm -hmm. i can't i can't think of one good really good poison ivy right uh story 
with, with right. Batman uh, right. and Harley Quinn. I love the character of Harley Quinn. However, I can't really call her a villain anymore. She's not. So, right. uh, you know, I like her as part of the and, Bat and family. She never, honestly, she never was. I mean, going right. back even to the animated series where she started, you know, she was more comic relief, very much being manipulated by the Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, right, wrong, or indifferent. The way that uh, she was portrayed in uh, Suicide Squad, whatever villainous aspect she she had um that outfit and the way that that character was portrayed in uh suicide squad uh they tamed her back a little bit in the yeah. suicide squad but at, i mean that movie should have been called harley quinn and the suicide squad yeah um uh i mean that that created such and let's be honest mostly male mm-hmm. fan base um um which makes her impossible to make a true villain Again, she can be an yeah. anti-hero. She can be if they can make it tired of Joker, where Joker's really the the bad guy, and she catches me a little bit of the heat. But really, unfortunately, if you if you if your hope is to see Harley Quinn as a true villain and mm-hmm. foil to Batman or Robin slash Nightwing, uh, those days are, I think long gone at this point. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I mean they even shipped uh, Harley Quinn and Nightwing in in a few comics, and yeah. And I wasn't upset. So, uh, you know, so I got all those honorable mentions. I'm not going to talk a lot about them. And, um, oh, why, hello there, daughter. I was wondering. Oh, my God. That was loud. (laughs) And that's her Joker laugh. And she is slowly blowing out your mic, sir. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay, so. Her maniacal laugh of you taking a bath. <laughs> okay. I love you. Bye. Mm. All right. Love you. Bye. Okay. I... Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. I take full credit for her. <laughs> dude, dude, she's you and she's awesome. So that's, yeah. all, that's all needs to be Woo. said. All righty. <laughs> all right. So- <laughs> and know this, without Lash, she would never be a... She, she may think she's a super criminal. She would never be a real criminal because she won't right. get away. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so that so you can rest assured that that career path is closer. She will be just fine in a normal nine to five. Well, actually, she'll be just fine. Whatever she does, it's cause her to get arrested. You'll be right, good. Right. <laughs> All right. So, my number five. Yes, sir. So my my number five would be the Court of Owls or Talon. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. So we showed you the depth of it. I had forgot about Talon. Great choice. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, they're they're great because their history goes back yes. in Gotham's history. Yes, and um, they can match every aspect of Batman pretty much. Um, there's been more than one talents. And the whole, the Court of Owls, you have ties to um, the Graysons, you have ties mm-hmm. to the Waynes, you have ties yep. to the Arkhams, yep. you know, the Cobblepots. I mean, you, so you have ties to all of old-time Gotham. Absolutely. Which is really cool. 
I'm super surprised that they haven't told any of those stories like throughout history uh, mm-hmm. with the towns. But anyway, um, and they're not real quick. Yeah, real quick. I, I, I know you're going to mm-hmm. get you it's real quick. Not take us too big of a tangent. Do you think, though, given that they talked a lot about old school Gotham, the original families in the Batman mm-hmm. with the Waynes and the Arkhams, do you think? Maybe they also do you think we'll get some integration of the Council of Owls? Maybe in because I really feel we're going to get Joker yeah. in the third movie. So I'm curious if maybe we get the council in the second. You know what? I like that a lot. And, and you could go a lot of places with it because I mean, you could have them and not be associated with any of anybody else. You could have them in a sure. separate overarching thing. Sure. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I dig it. Awesome. All right. Yes, sir. Number four. Uh, so Bruce Wayne has a childhood friend. If you say his name, you should say it quiet. You must hush. hush. Tommy Elliot. Oh, little hush. Tommy Elliot. Oh, what a we yeah. web we weave. Yes. You, you know you've done a villain right. Mm-hmm. When you when he's at, I like made two or three comic exper- comic appearances, yes. yes, and every one of them are memorable. Yes, uh, he is the way that they should use the Joker. You should use yes. the Joker just every now and then, not yes. every other time. Absolutely. All right. So my number four. <laughs> I'm a, I like my magic. I and Brian is great at riddles, and I love him. So my <laughs> number three. Only because of the movie is what, what is what brought him back is the Riddler. A big fan of the Riddler. I always have been a big fan of the Riddler ever since the 66 Batman. Uh, yes. Because the, the Riddler is one of the greatest villains in, in the old show. It, period. Frank Ger, Ger, uh, Gershwin. Yes. Yeah. Man, I, I space on his last name. Man, he is the ultimate Riddler. We should definitely do a... a well, he is the ultimate Riddler. I mean, he is like, ultimate. There, There's no, no... I mean, Jim Carrey did a thing. But... <laughs> <right>. <laughs> he was in a yeah. movie and he made a lot of money. Yeah. Um, did you yeah. know that Paul Dano is writing Riddler Year One? Seriously? Seriously, for DC Comics. Yeah. He's I writing. love when you have people to have that multi-level connection to a character. It yes. Just, it just brings, I think you get the best, I think you get the best of all sides of the characters when you see that. So that that is fantastic. Not yes. Uh, so going a little bit further than that, Riddler enough said for number three, my number two. So I cheated a little bit on my number two. I went to the League of Shadows. Which is Raz Al Ghul, Lady Shiva, yes. Talia Al Ghul. Yep, yep, yep. Um, just because they're all they're all together, so it, it's going to be really hard to have a story with, with any part of the League of Shadows mm-hmm. without them all. Um, sure. I mean that's where Damien comes from. I mean, yep. you know. Yep. So I mean, um, I think right now the League of Shadows is probably other than other than the Joker, probably one of his top. Uh, villains now i know i'm kind of glossing over this pretty quick but brian do you want to take a guess at what my number one is i know my number one which i'm thinking our number ones are going to be different ah think about who you mentioned 
All right. Just think about it in your head and I'll go ahead and say it. And then we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see. Okay. All right. My number one person of Batman's greatest villains that is not the Joker is himself. Bruce Wayne Batman. Because well, that, he, he is. He, I mean, he is. His, Batman is his <sighs> own greatest enemy. So well done. Uh, and I was actually pretty proud of that when I thought of it. <laughs> so well done. Uh, yeah, so I mean, Batman does not like Bruce Wayne. No. Bruce Wayne does not like Batman. However, no. the ca- the character is Bruce Wayne and the person is Batman. Yes. That, dude, you blew my mind with that. That, yes. Yes, you just know there's so much when he puts on that cow. So much if he could, he would just punch Bruce Wayne in the face. Like the person they think he is. I mean, I can see him like having no photos of Bruce in the manor. Yeah. Um, uh, that wow. That one, I mean, I think I thought I would go with my number one. I would say right now, you just won the list this week, but well played, sir. As a huge hey. Batman fan, well played. Awesome. All right, Brian, I want to hear yours. All right, here we go. Okay, so I'll go through my honorable mentions pretty quickly because my pitch might take a minute. So here we go. So my honorable mentions, some of these are very similar to you. So I think that Batman's best uh, uh, villains, his best nemeses, while he has quite a few that have some level of power, I think his best uh, don't have any powers. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be in my top five. So my honorable mentions are basically the ones that have abilities. So the Poison Ivies, the Mr. Freezes of the world, the Scarecrows, uh, uh, the Riddler. Uh, you know what? Uh, Daniel's performance almost put the Riddler at number five. Yeah. Um, another one I almost put it at number five, but just because he still winds up more of a Superman villain. But Lex Luthor is an honorable mention. He's had enough uh, uh, things that have happened between Lex and Batman taking us. Uh, away from the Justice League and Superman that I felt Lex would be an honorable mention. Also, Lex is basically um, uh, uh, Bruce, the other side of Bruce Wayne. You know, mm-hmm. uh, incredibly intelligent, uh, very self, very driven, a lot of in, incredible self-confidence, money, brains, you know. Like these two, if they weren't, if they, if they couldn't get their jollies by suiting up and fighting, they were told us to be corporate raiding each other. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that's a thing. All right. Well, okay. Brian, do you think yes. that Lex knows that Bruce is Batman? Yes. I I absolutely. So, um, and that would be a great one for another one, just the people that we think theoretically know okay. that he's Batman, you know, um, because the only one, because we know the ones that we know, um, yeah. like, you know, Riddler knows, things of that nature, Catwoman knows. Uh, uh, that mean, they, sometimes they retcon things out that they know or they don't know. But I think we're looking at some of the ones, you're like, they'd have to be idiots. Kind of like, yeah. kind of like, anytime there's a story that Lois doesn't know that that's Superman. Yeah. Really? I mean, she sleeps really? with a dude. We know. I was like, even when they're romantic, yeah, that's what I was getting to that. When when her and Clark are romantically involved, and she's not with Superman. Really? Yeah. So you're telling me every time you're at his house, he never takes off the glasses, right? Because if that if that's all it takes, is or, the glasses. You, or you're not infatuated enough with Superman to be yes. like, oh wait, uh, yeah. Uh, and you know, oh. <laughs> yeah, and, oh. while this is a, and while this is a podcast, you never wonder why your man is faster than a speeding bullet. Boom, boom. <laughs> okay. 
uh, <laughs> I was gonna make the boys. Uh, I was gonna make a boys thing, but yeah, sir, you you kept it into that PG thirteen. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, all right. So here we go. So my top five. So this is, by the way, I will say we have uh, two of the same and one that is in the same spot. Okay, so here we go. So my number five is different than yours, and I do actually give Catwoman uh, one slot, number five, as a villain. She is his boo. She is his partner. She's his Mm -hmm. girlfriend. Uh, Even when she is, quote-unquote, a villain, um, most of their stuff is foreplay and dancing, but um, the reason I picked all of my top five is that I feel like they are as close to being equal to Batman, and she is one of the few that I think you can put on even ground with Batman, including in the movie, The Batman. Uh, they made sure to always portray Selena Kyle very much as Bruce Wayne's equal, as they did oh. with... Um, uh, Dark Knight Rises uh, with the Anne Hathaway version, very mm-hmm. much being Christian Bale's equal. Okay. Um, next up, uh, one of my favorite uh, villains. Um, I've loved his portrayal in everything, every time, in every way they wish they portray him. I love him. I love his backstory. Um, um, I think if um, he was featured more, he'd be much higher on the list. But that is the one, the only Harvey Dent as Two Face. Um, again, someone that I think is very similar to Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. at least who Bruce Wayne really is, and you know what? Some fire, some acid baths. You know, he, does, he had a bad day, taking one down, <laughs> uh, and he's just... <laughs> and, you get, you get, and again, um, uh, again uh, Aaron Eckhart's portrayal yeah. um, in, in uh, 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 Dark Knight Rises, excuse me, Dark Knight, mm-hmm. is just fantastic. So, number three, while it's not in the same uh, place, it is the same character. Mr. Elliot himself, hush. And you're right, you can only say it whispering. Hush. Yeah. And again, if they don't introduce Tommy Elliot at some point in the Batman, we were horribly misled. You do not accidentally put hush in large letters and freeze it after you talk yeah. about his dad being killed on the unintentional orders of Thomas Wayne to not give us hush. So yeah. this will mark the first uh, uh, major motion picture debut of hush is I think we get it in two. So I would, if we could get somehow hush and the league of uh, the, the society of owls, I think that would be a great second movie. Oh, yeah. um, you, and that's a great way. You got to get Batman some help. So that's a great way of maybe introducing, um, a Robin or something of that nature yeah. to, uh, to, to get Batman's back. All right. So uh, while Hush was my number three, our number two is the same. While you said the complete league of um, assassins, I just going to go straight to the demon's head. Raz al Ghul. Yes. Right. Again, in every portrayal that they've done, uh, he, and what I love about Raz's portrayal is he is a fan Mm-hmm. of the detective uh, i love that he calls him the detective he completely knows that he's bruce wayne yeah uh he res- he could complete he wants him to be the heir he wants him to father a child with ty which he does um um uh you know he really sees him being the leader of the league at some point he is completely loyal to his idea that he thinks the league actually is a good thing mm-hmm. um in the world obviously to, to be the leader of the league batman would have to break his one rule 
which again, as someone that's a big Batman fan, I know the one rule is real flexible because you know death by inaction is still murder. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I didn't pull the bullet. I didn't pull the trigger. I just put him in the way of the bullet. But right. hey, I didn't do it. Uh, you know. <laughs> so Batman's morale is always in flux. Um, okay, so now I get to my number one. So I will say before I reveal my number one, if I was redoing this list. My number one would be your number one. That was fantastic, sir. Again, I've got to give you, I mean, that that right there is a seven beardy uh moment right there. That is fantastic. Thank you. That is that is the bad answer. Okay. <laughs> so in my mind, though, Batman's greatest villain, the person that Batman uh uh feels honestly is the greatest threat to humanity, the person that Batman trusts the least, and, and if anyone actually creates fear. In Batman, it is this character. This is a person that Batman is completely on the watch for. And honestly, if this person's mother did not have the same name as Batman's mother, he would have died at the hands of the Bat Kryptonite Javelin. He is the last son of Krypton. He is the one, he is the only Kal-El he is Superman. I I almost put him in my honorable mentions for the same reasons that you're talking about. But yes, yes. Good job, sir. I yes. 100% agree with yes. you. Yeah. I mean, Batman, Batman has a way to take out anybody. Yes. And the fact, yeah. yeah, and the fact that one he spends the most time again, again, there's there's various comics and movies out there. If you get a chance to watch Doom, mm-hmm. is a great uh, movie regarding it. Uh, but the idea that it shows that Batman has plans for all the members of the Justice League, but the one that he is consistently preparing to stop, very much in a uh, Nighthawk fashion, is Superman. Is the last son of Krypton. I mean, uh, the man of tomorrow. No person we have to stop because he is the greatest threat to humanity. Just think of injustice. In, in injustice, very much. Yes, you know, Superman kills the Joker. And yes, that. Yeah, and I mean, yes, that uh, that is, and it's another reason why there should always be an injustice comic yes. because it's yes. so good. Yes, I I definitely like your list. We did have a little bit of overreach or uh, yes. similarities and with on his, there. And with that Rose Gallery as large as he is, I mean, I don't think there's a bad list out there, but yeah. I love the fact that we had a couple in common. So as always, yeah. Batman, Batman's Rose Gallery is the best. But again, the greatest villain that Batman actually, actually will face is the one, the only. Mr. Bradley, please give us a voice, sir. Oh, right. I, I can't say anything. Let me see here. Uh, let, me see, let, me, let me see what I can say here. Sprung it on you. Sprung it on uh, you. No, you're good. You're good. Oh, Brian, there's only one villain <laughs> that can match Batman. And that is me, Joker. <laughs> At some point, they've got to give the Joker a lightsaber. That's all I'm saying. At some point, I want the Joker to have a lightsaber. That's what the hell is yeah. it, right? You know what? What is this thing? There will be a tat putting Gotham in Star Wars. <laughs> uh, as a that that would be I I'm almost going to change my tat to that right now. <laughs> but uh, we, we I'll save that because I'm actually I, I I really do like my tat for today. Okay, so, all right. Um. So Brian, 
out of all of uh, Batman's villains, underused villains especially. Sure. Who do you think would be better suited for other people? Because you don't see a lot of it. Okay. But I mean, like, like Mr. Freeze, I think you could mm-hmm. kind of set him uh, to, you know, an other, another character's. Um, Are we talking? Oh, so I, I have some ideas, but real quick. So you thinking only members of the Bat family or other other people in DC? Period. A DC or Marvel? Okay. Oh, even do a, even oh, if you open a swap here. Okay, I'm gonna stay in the DC. I might swap here in a minute. But okay. The first that popped in my mind was uh, Mister Freeze versus the Flash, for no other ah. reason than the, ah. Yeah, uh, because no, no other reason that you already have a Flash versus Killer Frost and Flash versus Captain Cold. They've used Cold as um, yeah. a weakness. I can't see why the unabashedly king of the Cold powers in the DC universe, Mister Freeze, would not uh, go against. Especially if you, especially if you're using the Barry Allen mm-hmm. one, you could tie in the thing that he that somehow he sees he sees. Uh, uh, Barry and Iris and sees how happy they are and he's missing his wife and that just drives him even further to go against the Flash. I think that would be a perfect uh, uh, position right there. Poison Ivy is it hits a little bit almost into the Harley Quinn that they kind of play with her maybe as mm-hmm. either uh, an anti-hero or they hyper-sexualize her. It's also, I think, unfair to make her, just to give her the female heroes of giving her to Batgirl yeah. uh, or Batwoman. But I think I think Poison Ivy and honestly Damian Wayne would be interesting because I could see... Uh, I don't know why I get some of that whole mommy dearest vibe from Poison Ivy. So having Robin just being, you know, uh, somewhat infatuated with her um, as we know her powers are there. um, I think that would be one that would be fantastic. Now, this is one I'm going to say. I know he's not a Batman villain primarily, but when I think about someone that would cross over to the MCU, it would be um, Dark Side. Absolutely, would be Dark Side. Okay. I think that Dark Side, um, with you know, with his search for the anti life equation, think about it. If he, I can see again. If you, if you play up the ideas, feeling how they were done in um, uh, the movies, but you know, Thanos searches for it, and Thanos's goal is that. So in the comics, Thanos is in love with literally the personification of death. That mm-hmm. is why he is searching for the Infinity Stones. So they switch it a little bit to go, we need to get rid of half of all life in the universe. So Thanos becomes, again, more of a, a population, it's about population. Mm-hmm. Regardless, and by the way, when we, when we saw it, uh, my kid comes out in the movie, he goes, well, he wasn't wrong. I'm like, yeah, but did we just snap people away? With that being said, I could see Apocalypse. And I know when they've done some of the amalgamations, they've, 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 Sometimes mix Apocalypse and Thanos together, I want to say, or maybe yeah. it's Dark Side and Apocalypse. But anyway, um, I think you could definitely would have Dark Side uh, seeking out, seeking. I, I would love to see like a boom tube just show up, and mm-hmm. there he is, and he's there searching for the stones to create his own gauntlet to again um, have that anti life equation. So I, that's the one that I see. And also, he's got really, really, really big. Mm-hmm. powers which they do very well in the mcu if you would have made this into a movie yeah um i could definitely see uh apocalypse uh, excuse me dark side uh being there and and also just that moment of hey your name apocalypse i'm from apocalypse we got if martha 
can help Superman and Batman get along? Why can't the word apocalypse help Darkseid and Apocalypse be friends? So what if what if Thanos' love for death or anti-life there it is, is the yep. equation yep. that Darkseid is yep. searching for? Read my mind. Read my Once mind. he finds the equation, there mm-hmm. is no barrier between Marvel and DC, and that, that be beautiful. is how you just brought Marvel and DC together, my friend. So again, Marvel, DC, we know you listen. Just give us time. We'll 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 unite your universes so Disney and Sony and 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 everyone else will all be friends again. Yes, right, Brian. Did you know that this is our twenty fifth episode? Is it really? This is our twenty fifth episode? I just realized. Wow. That. Yeah. Wow. All right. We got to do something big for, the, for number 50. By the way, we talked earlier about how on our war report, how um, um, Halo is the fastest 55. It is incredibly fast. So if you don't, if you haven't heard our war report, uh, check out Halo. But um, uh, the other thing of it is this has been a very fast 25 weeks. So yeah, that is outstanding. So we're almost six months of doing this, man. So yeah. this is very, very cool. Very, very cool. Awesome. So Brian, do you want me to do the tap first or do you want to do your Please. Pick? Let's do the tat first. All right. So my tat, we are going to do a little bit of old fashioned verses. Now we haven't done a verses in a while. Okay. I wanted to do verses because I wanted to end our Batman month with people who are going to fight Batman. The Batman. Yes. Batman. By the so, way, what's better? What do you like better? Batman or the Batman? The Batman. I like the, the Batman. Batman. Yep. Yeah, the I Batman. All right. Now. So I'm going to go through. I got my list of people. And we're going to see what Brian thinks. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? So we're going to start with Batman versus John Wick. Absolutely Batman. Batman, 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 Batman. So Did Batman accidentally kill his, kill his dog? <laughs> no. Because I think if Batman... Can, first of all, we all know Batman loves animals, right? Uh, especially the flying ones that use yeah. sonar and yeah, he's a big <laughs> fan. Okay. All right. So, um, okay. So I said it really quickly. I do think Batman beats John Wick. I think Batman versus John Wick, though, would be a tough fight for Batman to have because he would identify mm-hmm. with John Wick. So uh, because John Wick is so uses guns so heavily, it would it would be a big uh it, I think this would be the, I don't know who else you got lined up, but I love where you started. Uh, I think this would be one of the harder fights for Batman. And the fact that number one, John Wick uses so many guns, it seems to pull them out of everywhere. I mean, literally everywhere. I mean, Parabellum, I think he had chopsticks and, and a gun. That's all he had. Um, but um, he would defeat him, um, but he wouldn't. Well, Batman, again, he has his one rule that we already talked about, but he will work really, really hard to subdue him without even injury. Um, and you know what? Maybe John Wick becomes uh, a member of the Bat family, um, which he would fit in. The guy that wears nothing but black and fights right. at night, so he'd, he'd be a perfect fit. So that's that's how I grow. Batman wins, but then he recruits John Wick uh, mm. into the into the Bat family to be I don't know Bat Gun or something. So, gotcha. Yeah. And John Wick is played by one Keanu Reeves, Reeves yes. who is the voice of Batman in DC Super Pets. Yep. All right, now round two: Batman versus everybody's favorite Skull, Punisher. <clears throat> oh, wow! 
So here's the difference between the fight with John Wick and the fight with Frank. Frank loves the kill. Uh, John Wick uses... Uh, uh, John Wick is trying to get out of the life, right? That's the whole crux of how the movie, how the first, yeah. how chapter one begins, right? Is he's out of the life, he just lost his wife to cancer, and they kill his, they steal his car and they kill his damn dog, right? So, um, with that being said, now you've got uh, uh, Mr. Castle, who's honestly just really loves the lifestyle of being a killer, right? So, with this, Batman, I think, and I love the fact this is an MCU crossover. Batman in this battle, um, again, similar to Wick, I think he subdues him. I think he actually might have an easier time with the Punisher than he has with John Wick because he doesn't have to hold back as much. Um, and I think this is someone that he actually takes to Arkham um, or Blackgate, depending on which universe we're in, uh, and has him hospitalized with the criminally insane. Uh, uh, but I do think the biggest difference here is that Batman takes, takes a few on the chin. Like Batman's going to walk away from this one with some wounds. Alfred's going to spend some time working on him when he gets home. But there, I, I, I can't see in the universe where uh, the Punisher defeats the Batman. All right. All right. By the way, basically who they gave us in uh, uh, just in, in, in the Justice League was the Fleming Punisher. Yep. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the bad punisher. Yep, go for it. Round three. We're gonna go a little philosophical. Okay. We're gonna say Batman versus. I was really afraid you're gonna say Gandhi. I was really you said philosophical. <laughs> well, the list gonna, isn't over yet. <laughs> I, I, the, I thought you were gonna drop Gandhi or Plato or someone on like, Oh, that's not right. Okay. If you said Mother Teresa, please tell Mother Teresa's not coming. I mean, uh, I do have coming. limits. Okay, all right. Maybe, if, maybe. you know what? If that was a call, I'm t- totally taking Mother Teresa. All right. Anyway, <laughs> okay, he, I mean, you'd he, go he to just, hell if you didn't. Yeah, I mean, plus really. he just wouldn't fight her. He was <laughs> like, all right, you win. You know, he just like, okay, lay it down. Okay, so he is fighting. Who's he fighting again? Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. So you've got the bat versus the dragon. Yeah. Okay. So this is a fight in my head that Batman requests. So there's no bigger issue than Batman just wants to know who's better. All right. So I see the meeting at sundown at sunset starting to rain batman's taking off all the gear the only he's wearing are like the 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 boots the pants no utility belt and the cowl no cape no Mm -hmm. no no top and bruce is there and we're just going mano a mano hand to hand so as easily or as or as decided i feel he beats john wick and he beats frank castle i gotta get us one to bruce Okay. I gotta give this one to Bruce. I think it's back and forth, but I think if you take away all of Batman's accoutrement, mm-hmm. take away all of his equipment, and you take him and you go against, you know, against at least in Hollywood our world, the greatest martial artist ever. I gotta say, I mean, because even he, because he's the Batman, he can't be as long as I like to say he's the greatest at everything. He's gotta lose one because he's still human and he's not Superman for all the best of reasons. Yeah, Bruce. Bruce takes this one. Bruce takes this one. Bruce takes it, but this is a training thing for 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 uh, for absolutely, Bruce absolutely, absolutely. Right. 
Okay, so after they share they share a meal afterwards, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Or drinks for sure. Absolutely. Batman versus Bond. James Bond. (sighs) He just ties. Okay, I don't think we've ever talked about this in the podcast. So I'm sharing with you my disdain for Doctor Who. I just don't get it. (laughs) I like Doctor Who. Right after Doctor Who. It's James Bond. <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, okay, there's there's a cool factor to James Bond, especially Sean Connery's version yeah. of James Bond. And Daniel Craig at least looks like he could fuck someone up in a fight. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I never, ever, ever, ever got the appeal of James Bond. So with that being said. Batman basically just thumps him on the forehead, sweeps the <laughs> leg, ties him up, and 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 takes his suit just for good measure, and tells Alfred to to take it to 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 you know to undo the seam so it'll fit a grown man like Bruce Wayne, and the fight's over. So there's not even a competition. He just messes up James Bond. <laughs> All right, I want to do some of that gadgets like uh, like that. All right, but I like sure. your explanation there. All right, Apocalypse for Marvel. Oh. Unfair. The first mutant. That's unfair. Oh god. Oh wait till you, I got a couple more here that you're probably gonna say it's not getting easier from here. And it's and it's and it's a one on one, right? There's no league. One on one. Mar Batman versus Apocalypse with all of Apocalypse's powers. He, they, there's, there's there's okay, so there's canon that he can fight. Dark side to somewhat of a stalemate using his brains. Yes. Um, and I and I and as a Batman fan, I even look like, wait a minute, this is the guy that that thumps Superman a little bit. Batman can just outsmart him. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, Brad, why'd you just tell me? I gotta give. So at this point, I think Batman's gonna be three and two because he's gonna lose to Apocalypse. I I think I think at okay. this point he. But if anything, if anything, Apocalypse, I'm gonna follow, I'm gonna follow through. While Apocalypse defeats him, Apocalypse is so impressed with the Batman. He finds newfound respect for humanity, but he also recruits Batman to be the horseman of death. Or just all four horsemen. <laughs> he probably could do all four. Yeah, yeah. Do all, four. all right. Well, war so, requires you to carry a gun, so you might not want to do war. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Batman mm-hmm. versus Spawn. Spawn's already dead. Spawn is the Lord. Depending on which books you read, Spawn's already like literally either the Lord of Hell or God. Um, oh gosh. No, he can beat Spawn. He can beat Spawn. Okay. Here is why. He cannot overpower Spawn because Spawn's gonna over Spawn's gonna be more powerful than Apocalypse. I can't make that argument. What I can make the argument for is Al uh, um, uh, has, has nothing that Al has humanity. So, what Batman does is Batman arranges for Al's daughter to interrupt the fight. And seeing like his child, even though he's got Batman on the ropes, even though he all he has to do is one final blow, and he even tells Batman, you will be the new leader. of the. Can you imagine a bat hell spawn, by the way? That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. 
But with that Todd being the Fairland, said, I hope you're listening. <laughs> yeah, seriously, dude. Um, uh, I always thought I, I was in my head. I was like, I was wanted Swamp Thing to be a hell smile. I don't know why, but I'm like, why well, Swamp Thing be a hell smile? Um, okay. But what he does is that he uses the emotional uh, uh, ties that uh, which he couldn't use against people like um, Apocalypse because Apocalypse wouldn't have those feelings. Uh, and again, uh, the fight with Bruce Lee is really more of a, hey, let's just, it's kind of like Apollo and Rocky, let's just see who's best. This one, because he would need to win, he would play a little dirty, bring the daughter in, have Al recognize his humanity, and have him stop the fight. So he would win by forfeiture okay. over Spawn. All right, now this one is going to be a four four people versus Batman. At the, the same four, time? At the same time. The okay. four people are Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, okay, Red Hood, Jason Todd, Tim wait, Drake, wait, and Damian Wayne. Okay, that's five. <laughs> well, that's five. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. So you have the all you have the four Robins. You so you have his four okay. sons. So yeah, you okay. have Dick, you have Dick, Jason, Tim, and David. And I'll let you you can pick, you can okay. pick which versions of it if you want. Okay. Uh yeah. So okay, so I'm glad you brought this up. So it's Batman versus the four Robins, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll even have them in their ultimate version. So we've got Nightwing, you've got Red Hood, you've got Red Robin, you've got Robin, right? Okay. So at this point, quite simply, before the fight begins, we see the the the, the four Robins lined up around Batman. And right when they're getting ready to cast the first blow, Damien throws a smoke bomb to distract everyone. And he's back to back with Batman. He goes. No one shall slay my father. So now we have made the odds three versus two. So now we have Nightwing, Rob, uh, Red Hood, and Red Robin versus Damien, the true Robin, and Batman. So at this point, Batman's energy is going to be focused on Red Hood because he knows Red Hood's the most likely to actually try and kill someone. So that's going to put Damien versus Red Robin while Dick actually, I see him going to a high perk and watching the battle. So Batman will be able to dispatch Red Hood. He's done that on multiple occasions. So we know he can defeat Red Hood. Damien versus Red Robin. You really have brother versus brother and Tim Drake versus uh, Damien. They may fight to a stalemate. Um, in fact, what winds up happening is I can see uh, 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 um, uh, as Red Robin is getting ready to defeat Damien, Batman throws a gas bomb and basically puts them both to sleep because he wants his son out of the fray. So now we get to our main event. This is a fight we've always wanted to see. Batman versus Nightwing. True father versus son. The OG versus the successor. All right. You have told me who I wanted to be and I don't want to be you. This is what we've all came to see. This is the pay-per-view main event. Did I build that up enough for you, sir? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So now we have Batman who who we're going to say is nursing an injury from the fight with Red Hood. Maybe we've got a you have got a knife to the ribs. So Batman's not 100%. So this way, and the reason I say that, because as much, as much as you love Nightwing, the only way Nightwing can take a, has a chance against Batman is basically uh, uh, the same deal as Joaquin Phoenix versus Russell Crowe and Gladiator. We got to have <laughs> Maximus having an injury, okay? Right, right. So he's walking in a little limp. All right. So we get the battle between the two of them. Uh, and at this point, Dick Grayson just uh, at, at, so 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 Dick is beginning to defeat Batman, uh, and uh, he has Batman on the ropes. And right as and right as he's ready 
to maybe use uh, the staff to bring Batman down, Batman points out this, that I'm the only father that ever really loved you. That gives Dick Grayson a moment of pause where Batman being Batman jumps up with his last bit of energy, a major uppercut to Bruce, I was to Dick, uh, and, uh, and Dick falls limp. <laughs> yes, yes, we went there. We <laughs> all right. I couldn't help it, and he eventually defeats. Uh, I think he. I think Batman's gonna always be able to beat Dick Grayson uh, until we get to elderly seventy-year-old Terry McGinnis cloned Batman. Um, but Batman does not lose to Nightwing, um, even injured. Uh, he holds his own because again, he is at the other. Uh, end of the day, he is, of course, the Batman. But Dick puts him through his paces, and he definitely shows again. Uh, and in fact, what we want to happen, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go on a fly through your quick audible. So we have the epilogue after the fight, where everyone's kind of nursing their wounds. Red Hood has walked away. He doesn't socialize. We've got Tim uh, uh, walking with Dick. And uh, uh, Tim goes, uh, I, I, what happened? You had him on the ropes. And he goes, and you are like this. He needs it more than I. Yeah. I like it. All right. There so you five. go. Round eight. That was not the final? Oh, God. No, there, no that was seven. That was number seven. Okay. Right. Round All right, eight. Here we go. Here we go. Batman versus Batman. Thomas Wayne, father versus son, yep. angry Batman in the red, yeah. Yeah. to the Batman who kills, to the Batman who doesn't, the yes. Batman that breaks Batman's two rules. So right then you've got uh, Thomas Wayne getting the full Arnold together because he is the one and true only Batman, damn it. And right as he ends, so you see uh, Batman walking to him. You see Bruce Wayne, uh, Batman walked towards Thomas Wayne, Batman. Thomas Wayne has been in sights with this with this rifle, with the scope. And so with every step, you see slowly but surely things falling away from the Bruce Wayne, Batman. You see the cape. You see the utility belt. You see the gloves. You see um, um, uh, just various weapons and equipment. And then as he's standing there looking at his father, Feeling with the red dot on his forehead, you see Batman looking at Batman Bruce Wayne, looking at Batman Thomas Wayne, and he takes off the mask. And at that moment, when Thomas Wayne realizes that this Batman is his little boy, all grown up, Thomas Wayne is unable to even pull the trigger, and he surrenders to be sent into prison. So there's not even a fight between the two Batmans. All Batman Bruce Wayne would need to do be to reveal that he is Bruce to Thomas Wayne and the fight never happens. Okay. All right. Now round nine. Batman. You make it work this week. Okay. Batman versus. Are you ready for this one? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Edward from Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) I had to. That was one of the ones I I would have been disappointed if you wouldn't have. Okay. All right. Um so Batman wins this one just by showing he can emote. Uh, <laughs> <It doesn't glitter. laughs> 
Uh, okay, so I feel like at this point you've got Batman versus Edward, and Edward's going to use his superior speed and strength and flexibility and all the vampire powers to really begin to beat up Batman. And he throws Batman around, and finally, as he's getting ready to defeat the Batman and give the glant the last blow, uh, he sees there's this wonderful trophy that catches his eye. And as he reaches over to pick up the trophy to bash Batman in the head with it, it's a port key. And the port key takes it to a graveyard where uh, Thomas Marvalo uh, 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 Riddle is there and he goes Avada Kedavra and he takes out Edward yet again. He proves you can kill a vampire. And if that doesn't work, Simply what Batman's going to do is he's going to hit the sonar button on his utility belt and bring in Kiefer Southern and the real badass young vampires. And the last ones are going to take out Edward and the entire Cullen family. So there's no world in which Edward Cullen beats Batman, including if they're both played by Robert Pattinson. All right. Round 10. Round 10. Here we go. Now, I didn't get any Star Wars in here, so you know this is going to be a Star Wars character here. All right, sir. Batman versus Kira from Star Wars. Now, she's been trained by Darth Maul. Right. She's the leader of the Black Suns. See, this is always super duper tough because when you look at anyone in Star Wars, you bring in just all the Star Wars canon, which doesn't play well in the world of Batman, Gotham, DC. But here's the deal. The Force respects willpower. So when you look at, regardless of who trains Kira, when you look at the Batman, think of the things that make Batman Batman. Loyalty, force of will, concentration, the, the willingness to do without, even though he's a billionaire, he does without in many, many versions of many, many stories. Uh, an unwavering um, uh, 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 belief structure. The fact that he gives up many connections. He lives a solitary life. However you gauge the midichlorian content, I will say this, there is not a being, sentient being, that has ever existed that will have a higher midichlorian count than the Batman. So with that being said, this is number 10. So we'll say this will be the hardest battle for him. But when the night is darkest, he will discover his power as an untrained yet incompletely powerful Jedi. And due to his, his desire to live, his desire to bring balance to the force, and you know what the force is, he's gonna balance it out like a tag sheet. I just don't see Batman losing in a world where people are rewarded for all the things I just said. Commitment, loyalty, faith, strength of will. That, to me, makes him the ultimate Jedi, and the ultimate Jedi beats Kira any day of the week. All right. Great job. Thanks for taking Woo. out that gauntlet there, sir. Woo. I am looking Woo. forward to your pitch. Woo. All right. So here's my pitch. So I got my pitch for a Netflix series. Now, 
This case, while it does not involve Batman, actually was inspired by parts of Batman canon. So I got my handy dandy notebook here, and I'm going to pitch to you the show Extraordinary. Ooh. Okay. Which is a play on the word extraordinary. Okay. So completely different universe. Uh, in the in so uh, so the tagline would be in a nearby universe and a time steps into the future. So we're in the town of Wayne, Colorado, where we see an EMT by the name of Jackson Jones. Gotta love the alliteration there, right? Because we're going straight old school comics, right? Yes. He's rolling the back of an ambulance trying to save a woman who's been injured at a riot commemorating the fifth anniversary of Shattered Earth Day. So Shattered Earth Day takes place on the same day as regular Earth Day in our universe, which is April 22nd. As he does his best to save her, unfortunately, she passes away before the ambulance gets to the medical center. We see Jackson and his partner offload the stretcher, and we look around at the city of Wayne, Colorado, and we see that while the city is in the state of Colorado, it is also at the edge of the Pacific Ocean. Okay. Now we have a flashback to Earth Day five years previous. And we see the first, what are known as anomalies. Anomalies are the first generation of powered people on the planet Earth. And the hero, the greatest of these anomalies, of these powered people, is a hero named Alpha. Alpha is short for the alpha male, the perfect human. He is also known as a living star. So Alpha's powers include the generation of light, heat, he can fly, he can manipulate mass so he can have super strength, but his most powerful ability is he has the ability to manipulate gravity. So on April 22nd, five years previously, the big bad of the series named Malice has decided that the Earth must die. We learned that Malice's powers is that Malice is the ultimate psychic in this new world. Imagine Malice as a combination of Professor X and Vandal Savage. So Malice's powers give them the ability to read minds, influence individuals, but also Malice can never shut out people's uh, evil thoughts, their pain, their trauma. She only hears the worst of the worst. And Malice cannot die. She's tried to die many times, but she discovers she cannot die by her own hand because the thoughts of people continually revive her as she draws energy from them. So Malice's way of finding peace is to destroy the entire world. Malice creates a long plot. This is going to be a series, so we'll find out more about the plot over time. But Malice basically is going to use the moon 
as an asteroid to destroy the Earth. As the moon comes hurtling towards the Earth, Alpha, the perfect man, the living star, uses all of his powers of gravity to force the moon away from the planet Earth. While he succeeds, there are consequences. One, malice cracks the moon and throws it off of his orbit. Two, malice, uh, by the use of his powers, Alpha throws the Earth off his regular rotation. So one half of the planet is forever in darkness and winter, while the other half of the planet is always in scorching heat in the summer. Because the moon is cracked, we now see the tidal waves from the ocean, but the Atlantic and the Pacific have flooded a large part of the Earth. So while Malice, excuse me, while um, uh, Alpha does save the Earth on Earth Day, he also shatters the planet and causes the death of three billion people. The final piece of the puzzle is that because of all, all that he did, he burns out his powers. He is no longer the living star. We realize that Alpha was one Jackson Jones. So he tries to save people knowing that he has, again, on his conscience, killed three billion people trying to save the Earth. The other thing that has happened as part of the series is that we'll learn that the world has been taken over by a totalitarian government called the North American, well, the North American part, we called the North American Directorate um, uh, Association, NADA, which would be the running joke of the show <laughs> called the NADA. Or those with the note of never ending story, the nothingness. Okay. I like it. Through his time, and then I'll kind of figure out my pitch, through his time in the series, he's going to meet a few people that I think would be great additions to the show. So there are other anomalies. There are not many, but there are other. This is the first generation. So one of the anomalies that he meets is a gentleman called Trauma. Excuse me, Treason. Treason. I can't remember my writing. A gentleman called Treason. So Treason is a uh, is a uh, Treason's Treason's uh, anomaly is he's a genius. So in working on a substance to uh, uh, increase his physical powers, when he initially tries it, what it creates is homicidal rage. So treason unfortunately kills both of his parents. So while he inherits the billions of dollars left by his parents, a la Batman, he also knows he is the ultimate killer. So treason does use the substance to give himself powers to fight evildoers. He also wears an, an inhibitor collar to manage the homicidal rage. Next up, we have our first transgender uh, superhero named uh, The Ascendant. So The Ascendant had previously been a superhero uh, who also had been a military veteran named Jarhead. So Ascendant actually publicly uh, is a transgender woman uh, formerly known as Jarhead. So we'll have some social commentary based on that. 
Next up, we've got Totem. Totem's probably going to be my favorite character. So Totem is a combination of the Green Lantern and Shazam. So Totem is a person of Native American descent who at the age of 15 was given a magical ring that when you say the word, Totem transforms into an adult with all the powers similar to Shazam. But there is a cost. Totem, when Totem chooses to transform, Totem must stay Totem for 24 hours. And for the 24 hours that Totem is powered, Totem ages one, uh, one year. Now say one year, one week. Let's see this. Uh, how'd I do it? Hang on. Sorry about that. One year sounds awesome. Yeah, one year. So here's the problem that we get now. Because Totem has shown very little restraint, while it's only been five or so years since the 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 power folks, we'll say seven years, since we had out for two years before Shattered Earth. Uh, Totem has now aged themselves to be an extremely elderly person, including having the beginnings of Alzheimer's. So one of the few things that Totem can remember is the magic word. But every time Totem, again, is Totem for 24 hours, Totem ages one year. And then my final character, oh, that was it. That was it. Those are the four. I was thinking about one additional person, but I haven't crowd I uh, came up with one. So those are, so that would be the idea of extraordinary or extraordinary, which is you will see Jackson non-powered see these battles happening and him trying to uh, help the, the current anomalies uh, save the world from Malice, who is still around without the powers and redeem himself. So what do you think about my pitch for Extraordinary? Dude, that sounds awesome. I love it, man. I would definitely, but yeah, I would watch, I would watch that. That sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Man. I liked it. I liked it. So again, for, we're talking about all of them. Totem would just be my favorite one. Totem would absolutely mm-hmm. be my favorite one. Yeah, that's I like the I like the year uh aging a year every time you use it. So one day is one year. Yep. Man, that's and in, that's and in seven years we've gone from being 15 to like 90. So that shows yeah. you again. Uh, uh Totem was worn, and they, we could even do a flashback where Totem is worn. This is the this is uh you know, this is this is a worst case scenario. You have to be careful all these things and told him mm-hmm. just honestly not uh doing that and becoming really addicted to them and i like having each one of them have some brokenness uh mm-hmm. you've got it you got it you got an addict and 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 treason and they call him treason because treason actually is wanted by the government treason mm-hmm. kind of the default leader by also working for the government as a scientist uh and then the last thing would be i like the idea of maybe uh uh, uh jackson's love interest being a doctor named uh, Mary Alice. And what we wind up saying, if you say Mary Alice fast enough, you get malice. Nice. Nice. You got the whole Hodor thing going on there. Absolutely. absolutely. <clears throat> I dig it, man. Um, man, yeah, I like it. That's a great pitch. <clears throat> That's an extraordinary pitch. I love it. Love I, it. Uh, so Netflix, if you're listening, give me a call. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely have to tag you in the episode. All right. Brian, great job. Thank you, sir. If you want to support the show, there's several ways to do so. Go to Patreon at patreon.com slash P-V-O-T-N pandemic. You can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash pandemic. Or if you just want to support the show one time, go to PayPal or Venmo at Bradley Butin. Or, you know what? Just share the show with someone of you that you feel 
needs a little more awesome in their life. Also, don't forget to leave a five-star review on the show. Brian, how can we get a hold of you? As always, the best to find is on Facebook, Brian Stephen Dennis. Feel free to give me a like, if you can follow, give me a friend request. We'll try to keep you entertaining on the social media posts. And I look forward to getting to know all of our fans. Awesome. All right. So you can tweet at me at Fandemic3 or message me on Facebook. Join our Fandemic uh, Facebook group. All right, let's close this up. Brian, what do we say? As always, thank you for having the most awesome moment of your day, leveling up. And again, no retreat, no surrender. Thanks for catching up. You're welcome for leveling up your awesomeness. Live free or die empty. Have a great day.